African savannah on safari, looking for... Mike, is that a lion stalking us? I think it's something much scarier. It's a search term report, and someone has keywords with 150% ACOS. Oh no, they never added any negative keywords. Oh, and it looks like all their bids are just $3. No bid optimization? We're in trouble. We need to do something about this giant ACOS, but I don't know if we can do it alone. Oh no, it's the Ad Badger. Should we run? No, no, no. The Ad Badger can save us. He'll rip that high ACOS to shreds with bid optimization and negative keywords. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Brett from Ad Badger, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all of the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. What is going on, everybody out there? Welcome to episode 35 of the AMZ PPC Den. Uh, I am your host, Mike. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Steven, how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely terrific, Michael. Right on. We actually, this is a fun behind the scenes thing. Uh, the first, I think, cool behind the scenes thing is that we've been putting our episodes on YouTube as well, which has actually been pretty cool. Um, and this isn't just a static image, here's a photo of us, and there's just audio. It's actually, we actually have a three camera setup for the podcast on YouTube, which is pretty cool. I'm, I'm, it feels really good to be pushing that out. So if you would rather be watching these on YouTube, feel free. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Ad Badger on YouTube. It's basically like Hollywood production in here with the number of cameras we have. Three camera setup. There's one on me, one on Steven, and then one on the, the two of us. And we're balancing them on chairs that we're using as our, <laughs> as our tripods. You, for, for to see the behind the scenes of that, you'll have to check out. We publish some behind the scenes stuff on right. Instagram stories. Um, so that... I think is really, really cool. Uh, another behind the scenes thing, Steven and I actually prepared for about 90 minutes for a completely different episode uh, on display ads, like the different kinds of display ads on Amazon. And then we're like, oh man, this is probably a four hour episode digging into every single thing. So we're going to be breaking up that, breaking that up into smaller pieces for next week uh, or for future episodes. Um, so eager to get to that. So we wanted to give people today uh, a simple bite-sized strategy tip to improve your sponsored brand ads. Uh, and, and by improve, we mean drastically improve, potentially um, doubling or tripling your revenue. Right, you know that I am not a sensational, over the top type of digital marketer. However, this one is pretty darn good. Um, so it, w the times where we've seen this, go into effect the way that we're going to describe this sort of sponsored brand ad strategy. It is pretty darn effective. We've seen it work. Um, so actually, uh, it might be worth breaking out the crazy sound here um, for one simple tip to boost your sponsored brand ad <laughs> performance. Uh, just one quick shout out for the podcast. Uh, we actually had a 
podcast review, which I still believe the only place to actually review podcasts is still uh, Apple Podcasts. But we had this awesome review from JWW Dash. JWW. I actually think this person's name was Jesse. So if that is Jesse, what's up? If it's someone else, I apologize. The mysterious person, JWW, <laughs> who are you? That's right. And actually, in our notes, this is actually really tiny for me to read. Stephen, could you actually read that? Yeah. Uh, if you want to learn Amazon PPC, this is the, in caps, podcast. These guys are super knowledgeable, thoughtful, and incredibly generous with their knowledge. They also make it fun, which is important with a sometimes dry subject. Uh, I don't think it's dry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, applicable to uh, for complete newbies or experts looking for advanced strategy, highly recommend. Five yes. stars. Woo, that's right. Thank you, JWW. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's funny because we talk about spreadsheets a lot on the show, like laughing about like, oh, spreadsheet this, spreadsheet that. Uh, we were actually just interviewing someone for a new team member to join us here in our Austin office working on AdBadger. And actually, we did give them some Excel work, technical assessment, like right in front of us. Okay, here's a spreadsheet. Do these optimizations. Did great. Yeah. He, uh, he got the job. That's so right. Shout out to our, our new guy. That's right. Shout out to our new guy. You guys will meet him in the coming weeks. Um, so let's jump into the main segment of this show. Here we go. So today on the show, we're going to be talking about sponsored brand ads. Uh, and this is a strategy that we've seen when deployed under the right conditions can really work well. And again, this is very much of a it's a very tactical episode, like do this, do this thing, make your account a little bit better. So I want to do some work here, connecting it to sort of a larger strategy. Um, and this concept is sort of single keyword brand ads, basically. So we're going to break down what that actually means uh, and what to think of it. And before we actually get into the Amazon world, so many things in Amazon were actually borrowed from Google Ads, sort of similar type optimization concepts. You know, Google has had, you know, almost 20 years to opt to sort of build their platform, mature their platform. It's had almost 20 years for people to sort of explore strategies. And then now Amazon is sort of a search and display network similar to the way that uh, Google Ads is. So inside Google Ads, if you were to go and create an ad group, you may be putting 10 particular keywords in there. So let's say you were selling a kettlebell, you might have kettlebells for men, kettlebells for women, and eight other keywords, you know, whatever it might be. The thing with Google Ads is that all of those keywords you have to write an ad for, you need to write some kind of ad copy. So the challenge there would be how do you write ad copy that's applicable to kettlebells for men and kettlebells for women? Maybe kettlebells for 20 pound weights and kettlebells for 35 pounds. And the, the, the rationale is you could write one generic ad, kettlebells for everyone for all sizes, and maybe that'd be good, or you could break it out. And single keyword ad groups is sort of the solution to sort of boosting the specificity of ads. Um, so I won't totally get into it and how it behaves on Google Ads, but basically that's the concept. Breaking up multiple keyword ad groups into uh or breaking up one ad group that has multiple keywords into separate ad groups with just one keyword and then writing an ad specific to that keyword. So get your kettlebells for men here, get your kettlebells for women here. Like that's the ad text now. Maybe you can get even more specific, you know, kettlebells for men, 35 pounds, boom, that's an ad group. The keyword is kettlebells for men, 35 pounds. Boosting click-through rate, 
boosting quality score, boosting, you know, lowering the cost per click, doing all these cool things. That's the concept sort of behind SCAGs or single keyword ad groups over on Google. Now, Stephen, this isn't a Google ads podcast. Let's bring it over to Amazon. Sure. But I just want to add one more thing there while we're talking about Google and, and then we'll, we'll jump into the, to the whole Amazon side of it. But it's actually been a bit of a controversy in like the Google PPC world because mm -hmm. one of the issues that you run into is um, rather than having, you know, just, let's just say 10 ad groups, each of those with like, you know, 100 keywords. Now you have, if you're going to have one keyword in each ad group, now you have like a thousand different mm -hmm. ad groups. So management gets uh, pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the real kind of psychology behind all of that is um, if, and, and this is kind of something that, it doesn't work in normal like copywriting, like normal advertising. You want to have like a, you know, if it's a commercial, you want to have like headlines that are like catchy, that are thought provoking, clever. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Search engine marketing mm -hmm. has a completely different psychology right. because when folks are typing something in, say they're they're typing in, uh, I'm just going to do like, you know, running shoes for men mm -hmm. or something, and then if the headline says like be faster, mm -hmm. you know, they don't know what that is. But if the headline says running shoes for men. And they think, mm -hmm. whoa, that's what I just typed in. Right. It strikes them as extremely relevant. So that's kind of the psychology right. to boosting those click-through rates. And on Google ads, you know, you have the luxury, you know, you have way more characters to, to, to sort of have the exact keyword that they searched, as well as some kind of benefit feature, whatever, to sort of inspire them to even, to sort of emotionally attach on even further. Um, however, on Amazon ads, you know, we're sort of limited by a character count on our sponsored brand ads. Right. And unfortunately, you can't run this whole Skaggs idea with sponsored products mm -hmm. because you can't actually change right. your product title based on the search query mm -hmm. that's coming through. So sponsored brands are the only time where you can actually change the actual copy based on you know the, the ad groups. Every every creative for every sponsored brand ad that you're running, you can, you know, have a different mm -hmm. ad copy. So yeah. And another difference between sponsored brand ad copywriting on Amazon compared to writing search text ads on Google is that on Google, you know, there's going to be five com competitors next to you or whatever the, and the number for that particular search engine result page is. It's going to be some kind of variety. Uh, so the, the ability to stand out. So, so on Google, you know, you might have all of the competitors have that exact match keyword. You need to then stand out and be different, something like that. Right. So there's other layers over on Google ads, but on Amazon ads, there's only one sponsored brand ad at a time. And we wanted to sort of introduce this idea if you aren't aware of it. Um, we have some data that we're going to share later, but it's basically, let's compare sort of single keyword sponsored brand ads, and we'll sort of get to that in a second. Let's just compare that with the way that most people are creating their sponsored brand ads. Stephen, how do you think most people out there are creating uh, their sponsored brand ads, picking the keywords, you know, the entire process? Well, if you just do a search on Amazon for literally pretty much anything, mm -hmm. um, you're almost always going to see a sponsored brand at the top somewhere. And it looks like people are, are usually basing their... Um, their headline copy either off of their own brand, off of their own slogan, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, and as far as keyword research goes, they're they're probably just you know targeting every keyword right. that they possibly could. Like mm -hmm. um, potentially people, a keyword dump strategy. Yeah, type keyword thing. dump. Absolutely, they're probably just taking all of the keywords from their normal campaigns and just lumping them all together. Mm -hmm. um, but kind of the goal that that we're going to be talking about today is 
um, really increasing your headline to keyword to search term relevancy um, so that basically your headline matches the searches that are coming mm -hmm. through um, to a high degree. And then to go along with that is also you want to make your product family be matching the searches that mm -hmm. are coming through. So right. if you have a bunch of different products, um, I mean, for example, there was um, one client of ours who was selling a product that could come either in a cube shape or a sphere shape. Mm -hmm. And the cube and sphere shapes, um, the searches were coming through for for both spheres and cubes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had all of the, the cubes and spheres on the same brand ad. So what we did was we basically switched up the brand ad. So one targeted cubes and had all the cubed products with cube in the headline, mm -hmm. targeting that keyword. And then the other was with sphere. And uh, right. yeah. Was this uh, client selling globes? Yeah, and the, the square gloves did not sell well. That's right. So you, they should be segmented out. No. Um, in all seriousness, thinking, I think the way that most people think about their sponsored brand ads, it's like, okay, I spent all of my mental energy, all of my time on sponsored products. And, you know, for good reason, sponsored products generally have better statistics. And then when it comes to sponsored brand ads, it's like, uh, something else to do. Uh, let me just, you know, throw a whole bunch of keywords in there. Let me just, you know, I have to pick products now too. pick, pick, pick. I have to decide between a product page and a uh, store page, whatever. Let me just rush through this. I think the general consensus behind sponsored brand ads is like it is a little bit, it is done a little bit more hastily than sponsored products. Uh, there isn't as much sort of, you know, thought around sponsored brand optimization. So we wanted to keep this episode sort of one specific thing. So hit the reset button on maybe how you are creating your sponsored brand ads. Uh, and let's walk you through the sort of single keyword campaign, because there's not really ad groups on sponsored brands, um, single keyword campaign strategy here. So Stephen, you were starting to think of it. I, I think the first question I have for you is, how do we know, because this is more time intensive, right? The whole concept would be a lot easier to just, you know, push, you know, 10 keywords in there. So let's say I've been running sponsored products for a while. I have sort of my 10 best sponsored product keywords. Um, let's say I only have, you know, a, a small handful of products, uh, enough to fill the sponsored brand in. Um, I have my 10 keywords. Are you recommending that we actually create 10 campaigns centered around those top 10 best keywords? So the way I kind of go about it, so because I don't want to have a thousand sponsored brand ads mm -hmm. on my hands. Um, so the way I go about it is- Because um, you might have a thousand keywords that get conversions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so the way I, I set it up for a couple of our clients um, and it actually turned out working, at, working out really well was actually downloaded a search and report um, for the past like 60 days. And then I sorted it by um, highest traffic, mm -hmm. uh, generate, yeah, the searches that, that had the highest traffic, um, the searches that, that drove the most sales, okay. and those to me were the most important. Mm -hmm. And then I identified trends and patterns. And so I actually, uh, I grouped my keywords basically by themes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, if you saw, um, I guess like we were talking about kettlebells before. So if you saw um, a lot of people were saying heavy kettlebells, mm -hmm. you know, and other people were saying light kettlebells and you kind of see those different themes coming up. Um, then I would group in those search terms into those different themes that I saw going on. Cool. And then I just, when I created my sponsored brand ads, I copied those thematic search terms, mm -hmm. write in as keywords, and I set them up as both exact and phrase keywords. Mm -hmm. So what you end up having is 
you know, we call it SCAGs, single keyword ad groups, um, but that doesn't mean there's only one keyword in there. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll really have like, you know, 10 or 15, mm -hmm. a combination of exact and phrase. Uh, you can even do some broad if you want to, mm -hmm. um, but it's really the the theme of the keyword mm -hmm. that's that's being singled out. Right, so if somebody's searching heavy kettlebell or some kind of variant of that, maybe it's heavy kettlebells for home gym, they're still gonna see that core thing that they searched, heavy kettlebells for you know, heavy kettlebells, they'll see that in the sponsored brand ad copy and be more likely to engage with it. Right, that. yeah, home workout's a great, another mm -hmm. theme that would be, you know, if you, if a customer is searching for like kettlebells for home workouts and your copy says kettlebell for home workouts, uh, you know, you're gonna nail mm -hmm. them with relevance. Would you do this in sort of an iterative process? So, you know, you have your top, you know, you have your top 10 keywords uh, and then you maybe have some terms to the left and right of those 10. So you like, you know, heavy kettlebells and then it's like heavy kettlebells for home or heavy kettlebells for basically phrase matches for heavy kettlebells. Exactly. So like that's your first sponsored brand ad campaign, heavy kettlebells. And then if you start to get a lot of data that says, hey, heavy kettlebells for home actually gets quite a number of clicks. It's worth going through the work to peel out heavy kettlebells for home boom, create that in a brand new uh, campaign and then basically like block it from appearing from the other one. So when somebody does search heavy kettlebells for home, boom, it goes exactly to what they what it is that they wanted. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we've talked enough about the theory mm -hmm. behind it. Why don't we actually, you know, jump into actually giving you guys some evidence mm -hmm. um, with an actual account that we had and we have um, two different campaigns. We did, you know, the, the previous sponsored brand ad that the client was running before they came to us. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we kind of did this sponsored brand ads, yeah. single keyword thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm comparing now um, the two campaigns, the same keyword in each campaign, mm -hmm. um, both of them with 60 day timelines. And mm -hmm. we're just comparing back to back. How did this keyword perform with a generic branded, mm -hmm. uh, a branded headline versus a keyword targeted headline? Right. And let's keep this sort of private. So the product was not kettlebells, but let's pretend like it was. Um, so what we've actually done was we've taken the actual headline and we've just changed it to something for kettlebells. Um, so walk us through what the headline was, how the performance was doing, and then walk us through what you changed the headline to and then how the performance changed. All right, yeah, so um, we'll say we're, we're, we're selling kettlebells and we had the sponsored brand ad running that was saying something like get fit faster um, or like, you know, tough kettlebells for a tough workout, mm -hmm. something like that, something creative, something clever. Um, and then let's just say that the keyword um, that we were actually bidding on was, um, I don't know, I guess we already said the example kettlebells for home workouts. So right. Let's say that was the keyword. Mm -hmm. So the keyword's kettlebells for home workout and this keyword uh, got a click-through rate of 0.94% which is pretty good. That's mm -hmm. uh, that's well above what the average is. Um, the conversion rate for this keyword was 16%. Very good conversion rate. The Especially average, for a sponsored brand. Yeah, mm -hmm. average is 9.8. So so great conversion rate. I mean, it was a great product with lots of solid reviews. Um, so that definitely is is uh, attributed to the seller. Uh, the ACoS was 32%. Um, and so that was overall very not, good. Not like, bad. He was not hurting. Like P people struggle to get their sponsored brands to have those metrics. Yeah, he mm -hmm. was he was being profitable, hitting his goals. So he was he was great. And um, you like a like a mad lad were like, you know what? I think I can do better than this. You can always do better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when we switched it up, uh, we actually changed the headline um, to basically match the keywords. So now the headline says kettlebells for home workouts. Right. And then that that keyword now we actually saw its 
click-through rate jump up to 2.11%. Mm-hmm. So essentially double from 0.94 to 2.11. Right. So huge jump in the click-through rate. And that's just um, such a uh, testament to the searcher psychology right. mm-hmm. and and what makes them prone to click yeah. on something. You know, so much of Amazon is like, you like we talk about like hunters that are like just going out there and hunting. Like I, they know what they want. They just want to see it and click on it and buy it. And versus like foragers, which are people that are just like casually browsing. So like by putting the actual term that they are searching and putting the, you know, this is even more specific because it's like the way that they'll be using it too. It's like, you're, it's like, don't make me think marketing. It's like, I want a heavy kettlebell. I want to use it for my home gym. That's exactly what it is. I'm clicking on it. I'm like hunting for it. I see it. I go for it. Uh, I take my shot. So like, that is what this is cultivating. This whole kind of like, you know, if anyone, all of the people that are hunting for exactly what they want, we're making it easier for them to find it. Like, it's like, we're making a jump out of them. So click through rate doubling. That's like pretty terrific to be able to be like, this is what you want. This is what we, this is what you searched. This is exactly what you're going to get. Boom. Absolutely. And, yeah. mm-hmm. um, something else that we saw was the conversion rate went up by um, about 10%. So mm-hmm. it went from 16% to 17.5%. Right. It's about 10% yeah. bump. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So when the conversion rate, you know, is relatively similar, but here's what you got to keep in mind though. If you're doubling your click-through rate, mm-hmm. You're now getting more clicks at the same, and even if even if you right. kept the conversion rate the same, mm-hmm. you're doubling your sales. Right. So let's say let's say you get a thousand clicks. Now you're all of a sudden getting two thousand clicks, and you're converting about ten percent more of those clicks. Right. It's cr- so yeah, very very drastic improvement mm-hmm. in the overall performance. Mm-hmm. I think this is a perfect opportunity for some crazy sensational digital marketing speak. Ten percent conversion rate gains. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Um, but yeah, so being able to put something in front of people that they actually searched was very, very helpful here. And then the other thing that we saw happen was now that the ad itself, I mean, Amazon, they use click-through rate and conversion rates as their way of determining, you know, ad relevancy, Mm -hmm. ad quality. Right. Um, Is this ad worth serving for this search? Exactly. So when, when Amazon sees a, you know, a doubling of click-through rates, they're actually going to start serving this ad more often. Right. So your impression share actually goes up. Your impression share goes up. So for this specific keyword, impressions actually doubled with the new headline. Mm -hmm. So Amazon started serving the ad more frequently. um, And now the clicks that actually came to the ad, so if impressions doubled and then the click-through rate also doubles, the clicks themselves actually tripled because it got more impressions at a higher click-through rate. Wait, did they triple or did they triple? Triple <laughs> clicks. <laughs> um, so yeah. So on top of that, the CPCs for this keyword actually went down from eighty-four cents in the previous campaign to eighty-one cents. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, uh, we're actually bidding a dollar sixty on this keyword, mm-hmm. but because the ad quality is so good, right. Amazon's discounting um, mm-hmm. the actual CPC for right. us. Mm-hmm. So um, more clicks. Um, increase in ad quality, all that contributed to a drop in ACoS from previously 32% to 24%. Mm-hmm. And um, just the revenue on this k- keyword in the previous campaign generated $195. And in the new campaign, it generated $860. Mm-hmm. So uh, like quadrupled, essentially. Right. 
And imagine if you start multiplying this out uh, from like keyword group to keyword group to keyword group. Uh, and imagine you were able to, uh, and again, like I always hate the things that say like, do this one thing and like double your revenue or whatever like that. It's like, this is all part of sort of a sound strategy of serving ads that get better click-through rates that are more matched up with what people are looking for and specifically with, with what those ready-to-buy buyers are actually searching for. So it's like, you know, you may not see a tripling in every single time you do this, but you should see some gains. Like the the rationale behind this is that you're giving people what it is that they're looking for easier. You're like making it so they don't have to think about, hmm, is this the actual product for my home gym or not? Uh, or is this like gym grade quality only or so whatever it might be, you know, you're taking that skepticism or that uh, search image and you're giving them exactly what it is that they're looking for. And that's the power behind the strategy. So you know, multiplying this out from, you know, addition, you know, spreading it out from just one single keyword campaign to two, to three, to four. Uh, and, you know, you, you can do this in a piecewise manner, you know, do one a week. Uh, if you currently have 50 keywords in your sponsored brand ad, start splitting these out. If you haven't launched sponsored brand ads yet, look at your sponsored products, grab the highest traffic, the highest sales one, Create those into sponsored brand ads. Take it piece by piece. And this is a really strong way to set up your sponsored brand ad campaigns. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Just start with one. Uh, maybe it's just the top, the mm -hmm. most important search query that's been getting you a ton of traffic and sales. Mm -hmm. And then just copy and paste that into your headline. Right. And, you know, beautify it a little bit so mm -hmm. it doesn't just sound like a, a robot talking. Right. Um, and, you know, watch watch what happens. Um, and, yeah. And then all, all of the sponsored brand ads to come, you know, a lot of people have sort of low bid automatic campaigns for their sponsored products, perhaps f as a way to sort of cast a wide net in a low cost manner, have a low cost sponsored brand ad sort of maybe more broad, more, more phrase type campaign. But then you sort of have the same kind of like exact match winners that you're putting in. You're making exactly the headline match, all these good things. Uh, this is how we're going to be thinking about sponsored brand ads for probably some time until some kind of new update happens. Absolutely. And uh, just one final thing from me on this. Um, I know we've talked about this in the past, but I think um, not everybody has actually taken the advice from us. So I'm going to repeat it. Um, but those really important search terms that are the high traffic, high revenue generating, those for the same reason, the whole like searcher psychology, those search terms should be right at the front of your product title itself. Mm -hmm. So if you actually want a way to boost your products um, from, from sponsored products, make sure that those search terms are in your title. Um, so when you're targeting those keywords, you're getting those, those boosted mm -hmm. click-through rates. Right. You know, we also noticed a trend, uh, and I didn't really think of this when we were putting together our notes for the show, but it's like the keyword is typically like the product. And then it's almost like the way that it's getting used almost. So like we said, like kettlebells for home gym, if that's the keyword that's like really effective or like, um, you know, fitness gear for CrossFit, it's like, or fitness gear for running. That's like, I wonder, we haven't tested that much, but it seems like in the examples that we've had to study, that's sort of been the kind of format, like how the person will be using it and well as the actual like search term in the front of that. Um, that could be something. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, Stephen, I think we've done it. I think we've shared single keyword sponsored brand ads. I think we shared the strategy. Um, I don't think there's anything that we left unsaid about this concept. 
Yeah, I hope everything was uh, was clear. Mm -hmm. um, if, if anything was unclear, because sometimes, I don't know, I, I tend to mumble and ramble and stuff. So uh, <laughs> just let us know and uh, we'd, we'd love to, uh, you know, answer questions. Feel free to visit our website. You can uh, DM us on this little like speech bubble in the bottom right corner. We'd love to talk with you guys. That's right. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. You can get all of our episodes at adbadger.com slash podcasts. And we'll see you next time on the PPC Den. Peace out. Hey, everybody. It's Mike here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And as some of you may already know, the podcast isn't all that we do when it comes to Amazon. Uh, we actually spend the majority of our day working on building the best Amazon advertising tool we possibly can to help automate a lot of the concepts that we discuss during the show. Yep. And we appreciate you as listeners. We'd love your feedback about our app. Uh, and if you're interested in giving our free trial a shot, just head on over to adbadger.com slash podcast deal. That's adbadger.com slash podcast deal. Thank you so much for the support, guys. We really do appreciate you. And we'll see you next episode. <laughs>